We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, uh, joined by Ben Wade, Simon Campbell, and then on the line, uh, Norman Riley. Here to speak to you about Brighton and Herve Albion 1, Newcastle United nil, and what was a very, very disappointing day. For Newcastle fans, uh, back down to earth with a bump after the three wins in a row. Sorry, let's let, let's get started. You were fairly positive on what's after the game. You watched the match on Sky. Why is that? Um, I wouldn't say I was positive. I never enjoy watching Newcastle lose a game. Uh, to, uh, the, the, the positive for me was that out of six games, if you you know instead of talking about Brighton in isolation, we've had six matches, and none of them have we been outplayed. We've somehow lost three of them, but in any one of them we could we could have won it. Um, we would take more chances, or if we hadn't had red cards or etc. This one was much, very much like the uh, the Huddersfield game. You you were you were uh, messaging us at half time saying the next goal wins it. We we just had to take our chances and didn't. Um, it's it's just it was just another another really close game. This is the kind of football you've got to expect under Rafa. We're only going to have two or three chances, and we need to get better at taking them. Um, we've we've conceded. We've they've had like two shots on target again. Like Rob Elliott's made one save. And, and a good save at that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave him enough shift. That was a world class save. Yeah, and then the the goal was just just really really sloppy, but just a, a shite set piece out of nothing. That was the only way they were ever going to score. So just football goes that way sometimes. I think we've we've not really had we had our day yet. We've, we've we've got three wins that we absolutely deserved, and possibly two or three defeats that we maybe didn't deserve. In my opinion. Ben, would you go along with that? Did you used to watch the game together? No. No, so you watch no, no, Ben was stranded in Durham. Durham. Oh, right, did you watch it in Durham? Yeah, on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other part of the man. Right, that is a beast. Ben's car broke down in Durham, if you... Well, you don't know. <laughs> but uh, his, his car broke down in Durham, and uh, he had to watch a match on his phone, I've just found out. Um, so, uh, from from, from uh, your Samsung S5 or whatever. Uh, from the smallest screen the world's ever seen. Um yeah, I, th- I think size spot on there in terms of if you look at it in, in general, um, I would have taken that six, nine points from the first six games isn't a bad return, um, given some of the teams we've played. The frustration is is that we've not learned from the Huddersfield game. Um, we've, we've played the two championship teams from last year, and I saw there was a comment, I think one of the, the, the podcast listeners had tweeted with, saying that's the sort of difference in the Premier League is you're not going to get many chances and you need to take them when you get them. That wasn't a Premier League game. That was a fucking Championship game. Shite standards, like two poor teams with not much quality going forward, um, and it was just one of those. It <laughs> told that it was a game of very few real quality chances, not much quality going on, and, and unfortunately, 
they've they've sort of graped a girl out of somewhere. But um, the the only quality in the match was in the first minute that corner to uh, Marino when he's he's hit that on the volley, <laughs> and the keepers made a min save. Other than that, there wasn't that much. Mm. There wasn't really any any good chance creation on either side. It was just I think the. We'll probably come on to it, but I think there was a couple of things we, we should have done better, really, and um, I think uh, Raf has got to sort of take take note that we've, we've, we've twice ended up playing similar type of games against teams that we knew what they were going to do, and we've, we've not been able to work them out. Norman, you were at the game. Um, I didn't watch it with you, even though they're both in the same stand, sat separately, so I didn't really get your take on it. Uh, your match report you did for True Faith... Um, you used the word boring. Um, what was your take on it in the performance? Um, I'm, I mean, even even on reflection, it, it was still an incredibly, I mean, dull, dull game. It was just really flat. Um, I mean, you know, uh, no, no disrespect to Brighton, uh, but they're not a very good side, and we just seem to lack. Um, we just lacked energy. I mean, the Marino effort that you mentioned in the first couple of minutes, if that had gone in, it was a good save by their keeper. It was a brilliant effort by Marino and a really good save. And if that had gone in, I mean, I think I think we probably would have gone home and won 1-0. It was, it was such a flat game and Brighton didn't really offer much. Even even the goal, I mean, the goal that came from the set-piece, you know, we knew if they were going to score, it was going to come from a set-piece. Um I suppose there's an argument that Mbemba didn't track Stevens, which allowed him to get the ball over. And um, Hemed, I mean, Hemed, he did, he did well, but you know, nine times out of ten, he's probably going to lash that over the ball. Um, and even after that, you just thought, well, you know what, we might, we might get a couple of chances. And, and we did, we, we created a couple of chances, but I think, and I've mentioned this in the match report, um, the, once one of those, one or two of those chances had gone, you just, I don't know about you, but I just got the feeling that just got the feeling it wasn't going to be our day, um, and, I, and, I, and I, I kind of felt like that extended definitely to the to the people that I was surrounded by because the um, that atmosphere kind of almost reflected what was happening on the pitch. It was it was just flat, um, and I I'm struggling to make any further comment on the game because it was almost like there was nothing like nothing happened. Yeah, the the away end wasn't exactly boisterous. I mean, when we when we got going, we were allowed, but. It was it was a flat day. Um, the Brighton fans were loud, louder than last year. I mean, they treated the win, you know, like a huge win. They were all buzzing at the end. And no one left early, from their perspective. But they've, how, got, they've got a foot and save for every. Well, they get, it we? was the highest ever crowd at the Amex. <laughs> Guess who their second highest crowd at the Amex is against? Us, fucking us. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you've only come to see Newcastle as the Newcastle fans sang. Um, I suppose. We have been, we haven't been shy with our praise for this team and for this manager, and there are very even even you know some of the defeats last season, the likes of Fulham, um, and you know Forest, and even Chef Wed, um, we're pretty forgiven. I've been pretty forgiven, and we you, you know you could see you can't you can't win every game, um, but I'm I'm really disappointed by yesterday, one of the most disappointing defeats, if not the most disappointing defeat. Under Rafa's tenure, maybe I'd say Fulham away last season, and there's a there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, we're not playing my best team um, by a long shot, and it, and that really frustrates me. Um, John Joe Shelby has to play now. Social media 
is saying, and the, the lads at the Chronicle are saying, he's not going to play Shelvia Marino. Lads, I'll ask you this now, who, who was the midfield two when we went to Brighton and Huddersfield and won last season? Who was the midfield two? Can you remember? Callback and Shelby. Yeah. So we went to Brighton and went to Huddersfield with John Joe Shelby and Jack Callback playing the midfield two. Hayden was injured and we won both games. Isaac Hayden in that Huddersfield game and today, uh, yesterday, was a non-event and he's a good player and I really like him. And he's done all right this season. He's got his role to play, hasn't he? But, 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 Mar- but I'd ro- the thing is I'm, I'm conflicted here because Marino's class, right? He's too good for Newcastle probably. He's 20 years old. He, he plays like someone who doesn't know how good they are. He plays without any fear and it's brilliant and I love him. But with, with John Joe Shelby must play in that team. I, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to comprehend how much better we looked with Shelby in the team yeah. yesterday. Dwight Gale has to play yesterday. I gave Rafa loads of credit last season and I mentioned in the preview podcast, he plays Gufran up front. He doesn't play Mitrovic up front like everyone expects when Gale was injured. He plays Gufran for the only game I think he might have played up Possibly it. No, he didn't. Yeah, the only game he plays Gufran up front. Why does he play Gufran up front? Because Brighton's two massive fucking centre backs who are class in the air. It's a waste of time playing them against Mitrovic or Murphy because that's what they want. Who who do who do Brighton centre backs want to play against yesterday? Dwight Gale or Hosselu? Lads, Hosselu. Now he misses. That's the right answer. Now, yeah, good. yeah, that's where I'm going. Now he misses a great chance. Bit lucky to get it. You know, he misses a great chance. It's just straight up. I don't think he's shit. I don't. A few people are saying he's, you know, four chances now in a row. You've got to take him in the Premier League. He will score goals, and I like him. And I'm not saying against Liverpool, I want Dwight Gale to play. As soon as Dwight Gale comes on yesterday with John Drew Shelby, the two centre backs go for the same ball they had out for a corner. One simple ball over the top, and all of a sudden they turn around, they're facing their own goal. From that resulting corner, John Drew Shelby hits the post. That whole thing doesn't happen. If those two players aren't on the, aren't on the pitch, we're going backwards and sideways. Now, me and Bob, I was at the game with Bolland, who's not with her. We were getting more and more frustrated with Hayden. We're 1 0 down, and I, like you said, I said you was at half time, first goal wins this. And that that wasn't for me like a positive thing to say. I'm not being positive there, even if we get that first goal. The, the questions of this current Newcastle United team are the same as last season. And although we'll have plenty of problems created by Mike Ashley, the, the problem last season, apart from Brighton away, where we conceded every single game, we conceded first in last season, apart from Brighton away, we got beat. That, that's a bad thing. That's some, that's a question that we didn't manage to answer. Brighton away? Yeah, Brighton away we conceded first, we won the game. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Every other game we conceded first, we, we failed to win the game, yeah. or drew. Yeah. Um, that, that's bad, that's not a good thing, it's not a good part of this team. This team do lots of other good things, correct, and fantastic, and you know we, we love them, but they still haven't managed to come up with an answer. The, the most disappointing aspect of yesterday, for me, not just that we didn't play the right team, which I'm going to come back to, it's that we didn't seem to have learned any lessons from Huddersfield. Like mm-hmm. that performance was better than Huddersfield. We had more chances. We're, we're, we're at Brighton more, but it wasn't. It wasn't like enough different. Mm-hmm. What 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 was our plan after after we conceded that first goal? What was the plan apart from bringing on Shelby and Gale, who did make a difference? But, but they, they didn't come out quite late. Yes, anyway. exactly. What did, what did we? What was what, what was the instruction from the coaching staff to the team to try and? break down a Brighton team who even before they scored had jacked it in the first 20 minutes of that game were really open we had a lot of chances we definitely should have scored one they probably should have scored and Robert Lee hasn't actually made a save but they had that chance at the back post whether he really should have scored um, Brighton were getting men ahead of the ball they were, they were very open and it was like for the first 20 minutes it was an open game no one expected 
Me and Bollins kind of quickly noticed 30, 35 minutes in, Brighton sacked it off. Men behind the ball. We we were quite bad because we didn't react well enough, I thought, to that. We didn't we didn't take the like last season, you know, last season, Standard Hooten, they went one 0 up, they started like a house on fire, went one 0 up and they sat back and we dominated that game. Yeah. We asked questions of them, we deserved to win the game. There was none of that yesterday, which is which is disappointing and I suppose some question then Sai, you've got something to say, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a real problem this season. If, if, oh, we're, yeah. if we're just going to accept, accept like I did yesterday, that when we concede the first goal, that's it. We've got problems because teams are going to start against. We're like a house on fire. Huddersfield started like a house on fire. We wore it out. Brighton started like a house on fire. Wore it out. We still, we still. So we've done, we've done the hard bit. Still lost both games. I would say both games were won by a, a poor goal, and by a poor goal, I mean the Huddersfield wasn't poor, but. Wasn't much we could do about it. And probably should have closed them. Yeah, should, should have closed them down once he set the shot. It was in, but um, same here. Should have marked the man as soon as they've left him. It's a, it's a goal. Um, I, I don't know. I, th- I felt like everything was going right yesterday. They had an out, and you're right. They had that chance in the first half where they've kicked it off their own play. We got a bit lucky there, but that was the only the only chance they'd had. We'd had the better of it in the first half. I it, I felt like everything was going to plan. Um, it's the way we play. Unfortunately, we play a tight game. We play to to. You know, try and take our chances while restricting the other team to to nothing or to very little. We're gonna let them come out. We'll let them have the ball. We're gonna let them have their runs. But at the end of the day, all they really had was was crosses from deep or or shots from distance. Um, apart from apart from the odd one. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, that you're absolutely right about Hayden. He had a really poor game and and was part of the reason we we were so negative with the ball. We just we, we weren't. Weren't moving it quick enough. I think the bigger problem with that is our fullbacks. Yedlin's clearly just back in the side. He's only just finding his feet again, but he looks a little bit off the pace in the Premier League. Considering he's there for his pace, I saw none of that yesterday. He wasn't overlapping Richie. He wasn't getting close to him. On the other side, you've got uh, Mbemba, not not being able to do anything to help support Atsu. So I thought the real way part where we failed to break them down was using our width, which we've we've done so well so far this season, getting the ball out of the wingers, and they just. Atsu and Richie hardly got the ball yesterday. I want to just I want to come back to a couple of things there and agree with you, but also point out I was the, the first 20, 25 minutes, despite the fact that's where I had all the chances, we, we didn't do. If you want to compare this to the Swansea game, because there's been some people suggesting that you know you win at Swansea, you lose at Brighton, you take three points from two away games, and I kind of understand that argument. But at Swansea, as Paul Clement correctly said, we Paul Clement, hi, we were. We were, we were winning all the second balls. We were quick at the possession. We were winning the headers. We hardly won a fucking header yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was Kieran Clark, fantastic player, great defender. There was times in the first half there where he wasn't even jumping. And it was like he didn't seem to know where his man was. Right right at the end of the first half, just before the final whistle, they had a ball played in the box. And the, the, the player, the bright player, headed across the face of goal. Kieran Clark did not know where that man was. And it was like, yeah. it was a lethargy. It's too easy to call it complacency. I'm not going to call it complacency. But it was like, and I don't want to say Brighton wanted it more, but they just we, we didn't do all of those little things which were done right in the previous three games against them. And as a result, like you say, it, it meant that because we were second on every ball, because you know even if we did pick up possession, we didn't move it quick enough. There was, there was no options. And, and Hayden, in particular, would pick the ball up from centre-back for Jamal Lascelles and just pop it back to him. And I'm sure he's just following instructions. It's like, Isaac, he doesn't want it back. Yeah. You're, you're not under pressure. He doesn't want the fucking ball. You're the, you're the midfield player here. Like, you know, Moreno's not going to do that. Moreno's going to turn if he's under pressure. And that's what's so frustrating 
about this fact that, you know what, Liverpool next week, Liverpool can probably play for the first time in the Premier League because they're going to have the chance to play Mane, Coutinho, Firmino and Salah. Salah together. They might not. How you fit those four in the play? Those four players probably are worth more now than Newcastle United. <laughs> like, so it's going to be hard. So I'm not advocating playing John Joe Shelby potentially in that game. I can understand why you'd play Hayden. But we've gone to Brighton away. It's, they're the same fucking team as last season. Their tactics were the same. The players are the same. They've got a few new new faces. And we played a, a fast pacey striker last season. And we played John Joe Shelby and Jack Corbach. And we deservedly won the game. So I'm I'm just really sat here tired because I've driven back from Brighton and got back at two thirty a.m. and had to go to work and it's just like what a missed opportunity to do that is and I think he's picked the wrong team. And, uh, and it, uh, sorry, I just ran a bit more. And it's frustrating that people in the know are suggesting that that's not going to change because if we go to like Burnley away and do the same thing, it'll be another waste opportunity. Yeah. We should have fucking beaten Brighton. No disrespect to Brighton. Brighton and Hudders, like Huddersfield have four clean sheets in six games. Brighton have only conceded five goals. Have we only conceded five, six goals? Mm-hmm. Like, all of, our, all of our conceding a goal a game or less than a goal a game is good, very good. Well done, the promoted teams. Suggest, I know a lot of people saying that, that they think those teams will go down. If we can continue to defend and the teams can score goals because you don't want to need Middlesbrough, um, we'll, we'll be all right. But we I think we're better than Brighton. I think we'll have better players than Brighton. And to go and, and play such a negative team is really disappointing. And just to go on your fact side when you're talking about Mbemba and the lack of width, Wood Huddersfield, what were we saying the car back from Huddersfield? Mbemba was shite at left back. Yeah. And he's been good at home. He's been good. He's been attacking. He's played some good good, good games. When when we heard, you know, we were driving to the ground, and I'll tell you a story about that in a second. When we were driving to the ground, we heard unchanged team. And it's the first time under Rafa I've just been a bit disappointed. I was like, unchanged. I love the fact that we went to Swansea after beating West Ham and changed the team. I love the fact against Stoke that the three or four changes. And it was it keeps it fresh, it keeps it going. I'm not talking about rotation for rotation's sake. But I thought the full I thought both fullbacks were poor yesterday. And I thought I thought um Atsu for as good Atsu as Atsu has been in the home games, he just wasn't in the game. It's really disappointing. So I'm um, um it's it was a bad day. <laughs> I had a rant. <laughs> I think I think you've been a little bit harsh that we were, were you know the the team was was wrong. I think the the team we put out could have won that game, and with, with, you know on another day the chances are taken and we do score. I think, I think the 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 lack of quality in depth in the squad was exposed a little bit as it was at Huddersfield. Was that when you come up against a resilient team who've obviously earmarked this game as one where they can take points from, especially once they've got their lucky goal. The, the, I mean even before as you say before they scored they had nine ten men behind the ball at all times at all times. And we just, I don't think we've got enough about us to create any more than three or four chances in those games. And if we don't score them, we're not going to, we're not going to get anything out of them. And on, on two occasions now, I mean, it feels worse. But. You say that though, but then we're creating chances for fun against Stoke and West Ham. We could have had four or five goals easily. What it is, right? So you've got the, I'll disagree with you a little bit there. Um, in terms of what you said about Hayden. Hayden, and I've said it before, there's going to be games where he, he will come into his own. And the problem we've got is, we've, and you, you said it before, we've made the same mistake we made against Huddersfield. Went into that game and literally matched up as a defensive team against a defensive team and it was always going to be a dull affair. You, you were right. Shelby should have played in that game. Should have started with Marino because that would have allowed us to control the game, would have allowed us to, to dominate and, and pick the passes. I think Gale should have played exactly for what you said, the fact that it would have put pressure on their, their defenders. They would have had to have... Drop, drop deep, and it would allow us to get, got more um, space. Just, on, just on to the agree ball. with you, it's much easier keeping ten men behind the ball 
when you're 40 yards from your own goal and you can stay tight you can stay yeah. compact and we're not going to play balls and behind much harder when you're on top of your goalkeeper but, but you can do that <laughs> the difference is as well though you can do that when you want to look and defend the lead if they'd have had to start like that with, with Gale making runs in behind like they, they, were, they would have been under a lot more pressure the problem was he came on in the last 20 minutes when they're already 1-0 up and they'd already settled into that game plan of just fucking stay deep let them put try and put balls in the box and we'll head them out um, and Bember, I completely agree. I thought <laughs> the Gammers one. A lot of people were probably thinking, "What the hell is he doing here?" Part you again, left yeah, back, left it's back. It's like if, if McLaren, if Carver made that yeah. sub, me and you were like, but but actually, like <laughs> it was the right change just at the wrong yeah. time. If you just started well. Gammers, Gammers within a minute of coming on was already in. getting yeah. across it, and yeah. it's like, why didn't you start with him? He's already played a good game. Swansea, yeah. It's Swansea. He was brilliant, and and he actually and he the reason he did well in that game because again it was a tight game where we had something on the on the on we had some width. And especially when Atsu wasn't as effective, he's, he's, he's played in Bemba because he wanted someone to knock on, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, he, but he did, it didn't work well. Knock on is like a, is a lot of five a side who looks class, and then you realise he's only got a left foot, so you show him one side and his right, and like you give him a free shot and his right, and he still won't shoot. Yeah, like he's, he'll not play, he'll I not just, be in the Premier League long. It, I just think as well, he gets he gets too much like far too much res- like respect. We've Atsu's <laughs> better. Like, Atsu's as good as knock on. I think I'm you Bemba don't see them like playing changing their yeah. their fullbacks. To accommodate Atsu, yeah. I think we should have played Gamet because he's he's actually a full back. He's willing to get forward. That's what you get when you play a centre back at left back. He doesn't want to get forward, so you completely miss uh, that that's that position. I think Marino and Shelby would have absolutely torn that midfield apart. They, do, they wouldn't the, have got the, the ball. The great thing about Shelby when he came on, he's willing to accept the ball with the man on him, yeah. and and he'll even turn with and the man Marino. on him, and Marino will, and and he, it's like you know what next week. Next week, I'll give it. You know, I, I, I'm not sure what exactly what team we should play. I'm not the manager, but I'm sure he knows best as well. But you I, know, I can see why Hayden's going to play yeah. next week. I just, I, I don't even know who Brighton settlement fielders are. I was at the fucking game yesterday. <laughs> and you, you should say that's my my ignorance, whatever. But it's just, I just feel it was like, I don't think Newcastle are going to quite qualify for Europe. I don't think we'd even finish seventh before yesterday. We were very positive before the game. We have been on the podcast for a long time. I think we'll be closer to the to tenth than we will be fit to eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Said at the start of the season, I think we'll get fifty points there or thereabouts. And good that Brighton team who are competent, well drilled, and their game on their game plan worked, and and not asking them any real questions. And you know what, Perez has a chance should score. Um, Hosselu has a chance should score. It wasn't like both of those chances were really well created or you know fantastic for us. We've got a bit of luck. In, in, in both transfers still should, should, should still score the goals but it's like I just wish would would go away from home and it, you know what I was positive after Huddersfield you know Chelsea was suspended Gale was unfit or unwell or something like that there was other issues Huddersfield were played for a point essentially a bit like Brighton yesterday and, and they did well but I was alright because start of the season we're going to learn from it we can get better and then we went to Swansea and we did get better and we did ask them a lot more questions despite the fact it was a Hayden um, Marino midfield too and, um, Hayden for example got forwards against Swansea quite a lot he, he had a shot from inside the box he was in the box with the ball it ju- it's just so disappointing for me that we're sat here and we're, now we've got Liverpool and Southampton two tough games back to back and I'm sure we'll take points from the games I'm sure we will because one thing we've done in a Rafa before um, we've always bounced back whenever we have, we've had questions asked of this team or, or he's had questions asked of them we've bounced back really well I'm sure, I'm sure we will but it's just it's just so disappointing that we we asked we were offered so little and I, I don't buy the fact that that was a similar game to Swansea game. We're, we're miles better against Swansea, in my opinion. Would you um would you 
would you start with Gale against Liverpool? You think Gale has to start against Liverpool? Uh, no. Because we're we're going to be playing, and in fact, you have you have to give Hosselu credit, and I know he's missed chances the last two games, um, but you have to say that the West Ham and the Stoke games, like he was excellent. Yeah, but we, I think we both times he was also good against Swansea. I just I just think we're going to be playing deep. We're not going to have the ball. Hosselu is going to be an outlet. He's going to be important. Him and Perez are going to have to link up. Perez was very poor yesterday. He's got a lot of stick. That's so I think if if, if Gale if Gale had started yesterday, um, what what would have been the role? That, would Perez have been? Would, would you have started with Perez as well? Or no, I'd have started with Diame. I'd have started with Diame. Uh, I was thinking. I mean, it's it, it's too easy to get sucked into the game. In what six months ago, seven months ago, down there, you know, we're, we're, you know, we started with Diame that night. We starting, you know, you, if you need to play hostile, I mean, Diame's shit in the air, but he's better than Dwight Gale in terms of. You know his, his aerial presence. I just I just feel that Huddersfield's back four had a nice easy game yesterday, and we had the players sitting on the fucking bench. To, that, that 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 I don't understand by. Yeah, he wants to play Hoslu, and he what, what, that's what, the Huddersfield's plan. Huddersfield's back four playing yesterday, like Huddersfield. That's Huddersfield. <laughs> Brighton. Well, it, apparently Huddersfield's back four did have an easy weekend against uh, Burnley, but um, I don't know. I, I just I like I'm I'm kind of getting into the danger of repeating myself. I just I just feel that. The, the squad is, you know, the fact that we'll have to play in Bemba at left back. You know, Gomez, I agree with you, Ben, 100%, but he is a right back. Um, the fact he's, that. He's a full back. Yeah. The, 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 the squad is short. Mm-hmm. We should have bought another striker. We should have bought. I think Bolland made a good point. If we had a really good quality number 10, it would make a massive difference. But it costs 30 million quid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For, for Premier League standard. And if, you, and if you don't have 30 million quid, you're taking gambles like Marino, which has come off spectacularly. It's not a gamble. You still don't know. I mean, this is a kid who was, was told he's not good enough for Borussia Dortmund, and he, in my humble opinion, he fucking will be because <laughs> um, he's mint. But like, I don't know. I'm just just so disappointed that we're, we've let Brighton away with one there, and we're we're better than that, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a chance missed. It's it's the fact that we've just not learned from the Huddersfield game is the most disappointing thing, which is what we, as you've just said, we, we normally do. And you know, I'm not sad to even been pretty negative today. It's not it's not the end of the world. Losing at Brighton in, in the context of the season is not the end of the world. Nine points from six games replicated across the season, I think, probably see see us finish where we are, tenth or ninth. So it's it's not the end of the world. You could say the fixtures have been kind, but if you look at the league table beyond the top six, you know, Burnley, Southampton, Palace to come, all winnable games you, you, you really fancy what, to, to take points from those games and not win them all might lose a couple might win a couple but it's it's certainly you know after after Huddersfield people were doom and gloom relegation we're definitely going down well just because we lost at Brighton doesn't mean we're definitely going down and it, you have to try and keep some perspective but it was hard driving back seven hours thinking you know we've just we've let them off it, off it today definitely I think one of the things just just to sort of come back to what you said earlier um, I disagree slightly. I can't. Remember. I think you said like we've got to be winning these types of games. We're, we're not going to play teams like Brighton every week. There's only a couple of teams in the league that play that negative, like horrible game of football where you've got to be better and you've got to take them and beat them. Um, most games, and I think we've we've seen it already in the Premier League. Most teams are going to play us and they're going to see us as a team that they've got to go in. Yeah. That they're meant to beat, and I think we're much better as the underdogs. Um, it allows us to play our game, our natural game. Yeah. You saw against Swansea. You saw against. Uh, West Ham, Stoke, um, teams came at us, and that gave us the the, the space to, to to sort of move the ball around and and sort of attack them on the counter attack. We didn't really get any of those opportunities yesterday because Brighton are so fucking negative. 
but we're not going to play them every week. I think where we're at, what, I, I just to reiterate, and I think I said it at the start of the year, I think, or the other week, I think top 10 is realistic for this team. There's no reason not to, not to think that. But as you say, we've got to, when we get these games where we, we need to sort of take the game to them, we've, we've got to play in a more attacking team and we've got to take a bit of a gamble. I think the problem is, is Benitez's sort of stock is that it keep, keeps it tight and, and you play a team that will, will not concede. And I get that, but I just feel like... Me, see, my argument is you can still do that with the play, by picking different players. Like, but that's, I mean, for example, you said you mentioned Lascelles before. I said on the, the message during the game, this is the reason why we bought Lejeune to be a, a, yeah. a ball-carrying defender. We'll bring it out and we'll take advantage when teams are, are giving the centre-backs all the time in the world. You need somebody at the back that's going to do that. Lascelles, we've given him a lot of praise the last yeah. couple of games. He's been brilliant in the last few games, but that wasn't the game for Jamal Lascelles. You need someone that's going to be want the ball and, and be able to take it out. The same with Hayden. Like they're just they're, they're players that are suited for for games where they they don't they're not expected to do anything with the ball. They're just expected to defend and they've got a role to play in games. But that wasn't the game. Lascelles, I have to dig him out a bit. Giving away that free kick was moronic. It was so frustrating. I turned to Bolland and I just said, does he not know that all these have got a set of pieces? That's all they've got. It's the same, same as when we played them down there in, in thingy. All they had after the first 20 was set plays and crosses. And You know what? They're, they're good at what they do. It, it's weird. Brighton are a team that the game starts with their fullbacks and they really try very hard to create space in behind our fullbacks. And then just, the lads, their wingers, just leather the ball in the box. Not at anyone in particular. Dead hard. <laughs> it works for them it got them promoted and it, it, it worked at times yesterday but you know I could forgive him if it was one of those ones where he went up for a header and the referee because it's Marin and he's shite gives him a, a, a rogue like you know you, or you push him in the back or whatever but he's he's going to ground the player's going away from goal there's there's no danger on there it's like I know, and I know we should defend the set piece better and I know he wasn't involved in that he but really like, was, how, like was he uh, like, like how I mate like just like surely that you know Miguel Antias half time set piece blokes just like lads don't please don't give them any chances to put the ball in the box because they're not going to score otherwise and that was just again people talk about England he's, he's, he's miles away from an England call and <laughs> I don't know this week this, this is a club who historically have not been great at PR so I can't blame them too much but there's just there's been too much players, media, interviews, which is good, it's nice to hear those things, but it was all a little bit like, I wouldn't we've say we've made it, it yeah, <laughs> but like... It is that, it's like, give these lads the... But then, 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 then they go and put in that performance, yeah. and, and you know, it's not it's not an old school Pardew, McLaren, Carver performance, there was still effort there, there was still the desire there, it was just frustrating that we didn't well, do I mean, the, the little things. and There was plenty of desire there, I just think it was the mindset was, was very... It played into their hands, and unfortunately, I think if we'd have just been a bit more um, aggressive, as I say, with the team selection, then I think we would have got a lot more out of it. But that they were there for a good like. If if we'd have played some a couple of different changes, we, we could have smashed them because that you're right, they had not. Yeah, bit bit of a mare as well for me and Bolland. So I, I was in charge of driving, and give Bolland one job, one job, sort the parking out. And he was like, right, we've, we've parked, we've, he's paid for parking at a closed pub, like one mile from the ground. Fantastic. Get to the pub, car park full. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the bloke, and he's like, well, someone must be parked there illegally. Like, well, I do something about it. 
we realised we were going to miss kickoff, so we just had to go. And there's a massive, like, huge housing estate on a hill, um, about a mile from the grounds. So, like, obviously, clearly displayed like match day park, and you need a permit. And we're just like, you know what? It's we've come down to Brighton. I'm not missing the first twenty minutes of the game, which, which as it would have it, was the best part of the game <laughs> as well. To to find the parking space, and we didn't get done. So, if anyone's listening, unlikely from another club, Sunderland Football Club. Hello. If you ever play Brighton again, if it's a Sunday, I don't think there's any parking wardens. It'll be cup games. Yeah, so you know you might be able to get free parking relatively close to the ground. Um, I think it does, and, and, and Bolling got his twenty quid back. I mean, I said to Bolling, surely, surely alarm bells are ringing when it's twenty quid. Like, I know, I know, it doesn't make much sense, but twenty quid for match day parking. Um, extreme amount of money that and then uh, there wasn't any but he got it back and uh, I was more worried about because obviously I was dri- you know, driving a taxi and it's Northumberland plate and I was more worried about being like smashed in but <laughs> it was fine <laughs> uh, we got back in Castle at one piece about 2.30am <laughs> well, are the Brighton uh, taxi companies known for having a bit of a no, feud, no, it's feud with Northumberland <laughs> there's another Northumberland plate <laughs> but, no, you'll have to tune in to Taxi Wars or other podcast <laughs> that to find out about that <laughs> Uh, no, it's more the fact that it's obviously an away fan, isn't it? There's not a like Newcastle playing and there's a Northumberland playing a taxi. Or maybe I think too much into these things <laughs> myself. Um, Norman, what do you think about the, the, the fullback conversation we're having before? Do you think that you know the likes of Mankio and um, Gomez would have provi- would have made much of a difference, or do you think it was just one of those days? Um, it's a bit of both. I mean. Uh, after the after the sort of first twenty minutes with the hostel and the Marino chance, and then you got the Perez chance as well. I think that came in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Didn't it? yeah. The Perez chance was was a quite well constructed move between. Um, I think Marino put it in Atu, Atu ran put it out to Mbemba and Mbemba put the ball into Perez, um, but that was that was pretty much all all Mbemba offered. And on reflection, I think I'd have preferred to see Mankilo in there because Mankilo can play left back. And the four matches that he's played this season, I think he's been a little bit unlucky not to uh, not to get back in the side. Um, but again, it, it's been mentioned loads. Dummett got injured, and we don't have a replacement left back. No, we don't. Um, and it's obviously going to bite you in the arse. Because, yeah. You know, yes, it is. Two or three, two or three games. Two or three games. Somebody covers for him, and you know what? They do all right. But if they're not, if that's not their regular position, eventually they're going to get found out, or they're going to slip back into the the habits of a lifetime of, of the position that they're actually playing and that's yeah. kind of what happened yesterday and Bemba was um, and Bemba was a centre-half playing at left-back Yeah and what, what do you think about some of the, the criticism Hostler has been received on social media people are saying this is why he's a £5 million player he's not good enough Oh well I mean it's ridiculous um, he, he, he's, he, missed, he missed a couple of chances against Stoke the chance yesterday he, he spun and he dinged it wide now obviously you know you give that to a you give that maybe that chance to Gale and it's probably he's probably going to bury it. But we, you look at Hossello's goal scoring record. Historically, he's not an out and out goal scorer. He's probably going to get, you know, seven or eight goals even if he plays a full season. Um, he's he's up there to do a to do a different job. It's just unfortunate yesterday, um, nobody particularly did their job. So yes, Hossello missed a chance. Didn't have a particularly good game. But you could say that about pretty much everyone else in the pitch. Other. Other than I would say Marino, who again did look brilliant, and obviously Shelby and um, Gale when they came on. Um, interesting with Gale, I was on a, on a train, two stories with Brighton fans yesterday. The first one, we were in a queue getting for the train. Me, um, 
me the Geordie lad Charlie and the Brighton fan and this this Brighton lad big big kid um, looked a bit raj turned around and said uh, he started cracking on and then he saw some coppers he went what did he say he says uh, a, a dead copper's a good copper and I thought that was a nice thing to say thanks mate <laughs> Oh, and uh, you know you just kind of going uh, all right then yeah cheers and then uh, and then we um, then we got on the train and we got cracking on with this dead sound Brighton fan he said who was that number twenty three you got playing for you and I said oh it's Marino he said he was fucking brilliant and he's right what Marino was again really good but um, all in all I think it was just it was just a massive off day and it it is an opportunity miss because Brighton will play like that for the rest of the season and the likelihood is they'll go down playing like that. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's just a real shame. Even it, even a point on a bad day would have been fantastic. It was just yeah. a bit, you know. It's weird because it wasn't even a kind of um, a feeling of like frustration at the end. It was just like, oh man, that was just shite, wasn't it? And that was it. I was I was frustrated at the end. Tell you what, I'm I'm not seen anything about. I'm not. I've not even seen highlights of the game <laughs> since I've not had a chance since I got back. I, um, watched, I saw the Hemed stamp. That was fucking he's crackers. Been, he's being charged. So you get a ban. You'll get a ban. Um, but yeah, so I just thought um, I've seen no analysis of this. But live in front of us, I thought I thought Gale was just completely checked in the box. Defender, the ball was going with the keeper. The defender had no intention of getting the ball. But I've not seen anyone kind of saying we should have had a pen. I don't know whether you lads watched. Yeah, that. You've just reminded me. I remember shouting pen at the telly. But and, and yeah. it was it was a proper smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It wasn't like one of them ones where the player goes down easy. He absolutely cleaned them out. He, he wasn't trying to get the ball whatsoever. No, he played the ball, but I, I must have missed that on my tiny phone. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the screen was only showing us where the ball was. So. <laughs> was just, I, I think by yeah. that stage, I didn't think we deserved a pen. Like we were yeah. so bad in the second half. It was like yeah, we're not getting that. You just you just kind of forgot about it quite quickly. So sorry, lads. The, the lads who watched um, watching on the telly, Ben and Si. The so Rafa after the match um, was. Well, he was he was very he seemed very annoyed um, about the the goal in, in the sense that he reckons um, I think Mbemba was possibly possibly yeah, amazing, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno Bruno just runs into him and blocks him he, he blocked like two players yeah. he, like he took he two, just two, two players no interest in the ball there. he just runs into our players and it's like it's good isn't it though it's, it's good, for, good it's good oh, yeah. from Brighton though it's, it's like it's a try from the ref yeah exactly. but like yeah. that's that's what Brighton it's, are like they're set piece specialists it's all yeah. they've got but, so. but, but it's what every team started doing like a few years ago in the Premier League where they were doing the, all these moves where they were just running into players and blocking them and they stamped down on it it's just shite from mm-hmm. the ref like just it is, it is like an, it's like an NFL set play yeah, exactly. it, should, it shouldn't it be allowed <laughs> oh it definitely shouldn't be allowed I'm not arguing it should be but <laughs> I just think but, yeah, but if, I mean, if, if you've got shite refs and they're going to let you get that, away with yeah. it then yeah well done but, but Lascelles and two other defenders were still in the six yard box yeah. and the lad who scored was unmarked so you know you can you can call it a foul but it's just just shite defending <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, plenty of questions I think for Newcastle to answer I mean I think I think Ben you made the great point about who we were going to play Against, who play against us as defensively? It's possibly it's, no one. It, it's Burnley. It's Burnley. But I don't think said. Burnley will. I don't. Uh, do you think Burnley will play that? Well, maybe not as defensive as that. I mean, they'll they'll play two up front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. But yeah. but, but, <laughs> but uh, Burnley, like the hero of the old English <laughs> manager, like the, the, the Dave Bassett or you know, but um, I, I Mike Bassett. Mike Bassett. Yeah. Dave Bassett wasn't your manager. Was Dave Bassett reincarnated uh, for the rest of the life. I'm, I'm sure he would have played 4-4-2 as well. Yeah. But, um, nah, it's like, 
West Brom maybe, but I mean, they've no, no, got no. some all right players. They're like, going to that's, the that, that's the thing is, you've got like the pre- established Premier League teams will will think that like we've got weaknesses in that and come and exploit them, and we do, but. So maybe all these things I'm kicking off about, we won't have to actually look into again that, until, that's what, that's until we play Cardiff away next yeah. season. <laughs> like, um, yeah, Cardiff away. They're doing all right, Cardiff Leeds tonight, or tomorrow night. But yeah, but it'll be it's the it's only these two teams that play like to be fair, I mean we play a little bit like that, except that we've got absolute quality player in Marino and we'll create loads of chances. And and yeah, and we've got a proper manager. <laughs> to be fair, here's here's us saying Brighton have only got set pieces when we have taken six points <laughs> from the last two games from yeah, set pieces. pieces but we did create we did create lots of other chances. Um just I just want to shout out to Rob Elliott again because that was a really good save and I sl- I slag him off all the time. And his kicking was still shot yesterday, but that was a brilliant save. That was like that should have been two nil. Um, yeah. So fair play to him for that. It's a it was a good, a really really good save. Um, Just a frustrating one. Yeah. Yes, I think it's a, a rare negative podcast from us, but not that negative. That's that's that's, that's the shot. Go on, the Norman, and yeah. the positives. Yeah. Well, you know what, we had that bad performance yesterday, but um, I think this group of players that we have. It'll hurt. Like that, that would have hurt them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll be really fired up for the match against Liverpool at home. I think the fans will, will get behind the side. It'll be a cracking atmosphere. And it'll be a totally different game. And Liverpool are so... I mean, that, that comical at the back. That, <laughs> I, um, I, can, I can see us definitely scoring. And I think it's going to be a cracking game. And I really think that the, uh, the, the players will make up for the, for the performance yesterday. So, bring it on. Roll on. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. They're away in the Champions League, and they've just got this the the fortune of getting to play on a Sunday. So that's another, yeah. another day for them to recover. When you'd, you'd much prefer to play them on a Saturday, with with less days to recover because they're away in uh, Mos- Moscow, Spartak. Aye, in, tomorrow in night. Russia. So you, you know, yeah, the Sunday's a bit of an annoying one for that. It's annoying, isn't it? Because they're playing Tuesday in Moscow, and I know Hull isn't as far, but we had to play on fucking Friday last year yeah, <laughs> after yeah. playing on a Tuesday. They've got the Sunday. Brighton played 120 minutes midweek. They got next to do, do, do you reckon that's why we're playing at 4.30? I don't know what that's about, yeah. Be like, give, give, give Liverpool an extra half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, it's, it's bloody fixed. Um, <laughs> right, we will be back midweek with uh, probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday, see how our guests go. Hoping to have uh, some really good Liverpool guests lined up for the preview show. So thanks very much for listening. Thanks to everybody who left for positive reviews last week on iTunes. Absolute legends. <laughs> the days, Don't leave any negative ones this week. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm, as Norman says, I'm, st- I'm sure we'll still win the league. That's what he's saying, really. Um, yes. By the way, did you did you see did you see that Brighton Juno? Who you think he learned his lesson from last season? Saying the problem with Newcastle fans is they got in the top four and, and they genuinely thought they'd stay there, and it's like. Mate, it's your fucking job not to be a retard. Yeah. Like, it's your fucking job. Do some research. Just You know what his problem is though, don't you? What? Just a bellend, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or you could say that, you know, he's playing up to the stereotype because it's what his audience want to hear because they're all bellends. But we're just <laughs> we're just getting nasty now, so we'll end the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 